Hello, and welcome to the Nate Stories Podcast, Episode 9. Today we've got a special guest for you, Giorgio Ferreira. He's a friend that I've known since high school. He's a musician and overall talented person. Instead of my rambling, we're just going to go straight into the interview or discussion. Yeah! Enjoy it! Sweet. I have Giorgio Ferreira on the line. That's me. And uh, Giorgio. I've known Giorgio for a long time. He's a musician and person extraordinaire. Extraordinary person. It's uh, another yeah, way to put it. I, 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 I mispronounced it. Extraordinary person. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I, we've collaborated yeah. a lot. Like, I've made videos True. for his songs, and he's done songs for my videos. And uh, yeah. We've been in... Sk- Skits, skits together, mm-hmm. improv oh, yeah, skits, we... and written skits. Mm-hmm. We were both in bands when we were in high school. Uh, your band's outside of school. Uh, your band, well, yeah, not like high school band. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. cool band. Like, let's go to the show and see this band. Band. Uh, Joe Soup was the name of your band, mm-hmm. right, Nate? And yours was Push for and Coin. You, like, how would you describe Joe I think Joe we were Soup? a funk jam band where we just kind of did what we wanted. So, uh, like, here's a random story. I'm about to tell a story, not you. <laughs> uh, we we would sign up for just shows, just anywhere we could get them, just, like, email places that were, like, local venues and be like, can we play? And they're like, sure. So this one place was called The Barn in Ridgefield, Connecticut. And so we were like, let's do the show. So he showed up, and it was a goth metal kids show, and Everybody in the audience was, like, wearing all black clothes, and the bands were heavy metal and, like, uh, super distorted guitars and grunge singing. And we were not that style at all. We were just, like, a bunch of goofballs. We set up to play in front of all these people that were completely not our crowd, and we were like, what are we supposed to do? They were nothing like what they want. And we were like, let's just play the Ghostbusters theme. And so we opened with the Ghostbusters, nice. and the entire everybody who even was hanging out outside came inside, and they crowded around us. It was like fifty kids, and they just were singing the Ghostbusters theme with us. Nice. But you're in a current band now. You're not in Push for Coin. Yeah, I'm not in Joe Soup. But Giorgio has a new band. Well, but yeah, um, it it's not okay. I'm going to be that guy. I want it to be a collective. I don't know that it's there yet. Uh, but really, so I have an album. I'll just say that. Uh, the name of the project is The Interstate Life. The band. And it's it's just me making music. That's the band project, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so I, I just recently did a soft release of my first full-length album called The There's Silent Siren. Uh, you can find it on Bandcamp. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Google Play, anywhere on the internet, basically, that you can download music and buy music. You can find it and listen to it. So please do check it out. Uh, on the album, I played all, probably about 80% of the instruments. Uh did all the drums, all the, most of the vocals. I have some guest vocals. Uh, most of the guitar, all the acoustic guitar, 
all the bass. Um, then I had some friends come in and play keys. Nate wasn't around, so I, I had to get somebody else to play keys. Yeah, sorry, Nate. Next time, though. I did play keyboards uh, on one of your songs. But you brought me... There's like... You? Um, you did a studio version of Whoa, which coincidentally is the one I did a stick figure animation. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But I forgot about that. George was like, come to the <laughs> studio in Norwalk. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And we recorded me fiddling around on keyboard. Yeah, I totally forgot you played keys on that random... I, don't, I hate that version. <laughs> it's all way. my fault. It's, it's not your fault. It's the producer's fault. He was... He had stupid ideas, and I didn't know how to say no. Yeah, it was a time. weird session. Um, but, but yeah, with yeah. your uh, latest uh, CD or collection, yes. what's the insp- is there like an overarching yes. theme to all the songs, or is it just a collection of songs you've written? Well, it's actually a concept album uh, that sort of tells the story of my first love and also about how I came to know Jesus at the same time and how it was very confusing me trying to figure out what love is uh, as I grew up. So it's kind of like a coming-of-age story type thing. Um, so, you know, if you're into concept albums, you might enjoy it. There's some there's a dramatic scene at one point with me and uh, V-Sap. Oh, yeah. With an actual conversation. Yeah, an actual conversation would be really Wait, actually Wait, is that the actual recording I wish, but no. Uh, it's a reenactment of the conversation. Um. So uh, one thing uh, with me and Giorgio, or Giorgio and I, proper grammar, mm-hmm. is we used to. He was my first tennis rival. Well, I don't know if I'd call it a rivalry. Me just <laughs> me just beating the crap out of you all the time in tennis. Is that really? So but what we would do, what we would do is we started off with us <laughs> in the summers playing Mario tennis on uh, GameCube, and then one day we were like, "Why don't we go play real tennis?" And yeah, I remember that. And you were one of few people who beat me in Mario tennis. Yeah, I could beat him in Mario tennis, but in real tennis, I could absolutely do nothing. Nope. I'm actually I'm gonna go ahead and go to Facebook right now, <laughs> so, so no, no. I can get. <laughs> I'm doing it so I can get the actual stats because <laughs> I posted them on Facebook for everybody to see. All right. So what year would that have been? Like 2010? Yeah, I think it was summer of 2009 or 2010. All right. I'm in 2009 right now. I'm going to get to the summer and we'll see what's happening here. There's a lot of pictures. <laughs> I know there's one picture from then yeah. when uh, we went, a whole group of us went out to play tennis and... We drank soda on the court, and we were just, like, all wearing pants and the wrong shoes, and we were just <laughs> diddling around. Yep. It was bad. I mean, I don't think any of us cared. Yeah. I wouldn't call it... We for sure got weird looks. <laughs> I wouldn't call it tennis. <laughs> oh, my description yeah. makes it sound like something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> it was tennis. <laughs> Oh, man. So I didn't find any stats yet, but I did find a post from July 18th, 2009. And uh, just imagine there are a bunch of random all caps here in the middle of words and some words. But it says, hey, I'm Giorgio and I just got slaughtered in tennis by Nate. I'm crying. Help. (laughs) 
Well, we, you heard it here first, everybody. Georgia was beaten <laughs> in tennis in the summer of 2009. Which was clearly Nate hacking my Facebook mm-hmm. account. No, I think it was the Russians. <laughs> it might have been the Russians. Uh, Nate colluding with the Russians to hack mm-hmm. my Facebook account in 2009. Well, we were doing the hacking now, but we were hacking the past. So. Ooh, hack to the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've already said yeah. too much. Let's see. I'm still going to keep looking for these, these posts. I know they're out there because I loved to trash talk you on the Internet. <laughs> I re- might have been the next year, I think. Because I know the reason that I ended up beating you, which you completely gave me zero satisfaction when I actually did. You're just like, eh, yep, whatever. <laughs> and then you stopped wanting to play me. Then uh, mm. what we would also do is talk about pro tennis back in the day. I remember we would watch the Federer and Djokovic matches. Yep. And I always told you the joke ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. You actually said that... Federer was you saw him play like what in like 2008 you're like he's gonna be it oh no it was way earlier than that it was like 2003 or 4 and he like he hadn't even started winning yet really like he was getting beat by Roddick pretty much all the time and then he was the first one to figure out how to return Roddick's serve and then he started beating everybody at that point Uh, but yeah I was I was stuck in uh in massachusetts one weekend and my dad he was in the air force and so i had to stay on the air force base and all really like i didn't have like there were no people my age up there it was in like ninth or tenth grade and uh so i was just by myself all day and all there was was a tv in the lounge not even in the room that we were staying in so i had to go to the lounge and there's a tv with literally like three channels uh, so I basically could watch soap operas, uh, daytime TV or tennis. And I was like, all right, I probably flipped past it and like debated watching the static a couple times too, but eventually landed on the tennis and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And so the first match I ever watched, it was uh, Federer versus Ferrer. And I was like, oh, that's cool because both their names are like, like my last name. So uh, this is my 10th, 10th grade mind. I'm like, all right, one of these guys has to be my favorite player. So I'm going to pick whoever wins this match is going to be my favorite player forever. <laughs> <laughs> this is some real scientific logic for picking. A... Yeah, it was. And it worked. And so Federer won the match. And I was like, sweet. He's my favorite player. Then the next day or the day after that, he plays Roddick and just got freaking destroyed like absolutely destroyed but i was like you know what i already made up my mind this federer guy he's my favorite i'm gonna stick with him and i you know how would i know that years later he would go on to become literally the greatest tennis player of all time even just one wimbledon again Mm -hmm. (laughs) like come on now but before we get to the current state because you also predicted djokovic just starting to dominate federer later yeah, I did. And I have Facebook proof of that as well. Uh, with my joke ain't no joke post the year before Djokovic had his greatest year in tennis, which is arguably one of the greatest years any tennis player has ever had. 
he won like 94 matches and lost two yeah that whole that whole year so yeah you know i'm i'm a little bit of a uh, a tennis oracle if you will so now with this year 2017 federer and nadal are both resurgent djokovic is i think he's taking the rest of the year off with an elbow injury yeah i don't, I don't know about murray i know you've never liked murray don't like murray and the top 10 <laughs> that we grew up knowing about are all starting to kind of drop out. It kind of sucks about that. It's like nobody's really stepping up. Yeah, that's up. what I wanted to ask you. Like, who's going to be the next, who's the next generation guy that you're picking? I don't know, man, because I don't want to pick any of them because they can't beat my guys right now. Like, normally you got to take the torch. You can't just wait until the torch falls and then go pick it up off the ground. Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta grab that thing, man. So, no. None of the guys are really doing that right now. I love Nishikori, but he's so inconsistent. I love Raonic. He's Ooh, also I don't like inconsistent. Raonic. I like his hair. I think that's really all it is. <laughs> this, that is why you, why I like tennis players. It's the same thing where it's really pedantic little things where I'm like, oh, I like. Usually for me, it's if they're left-handed. Hairstyle is pretty big. Uh, general yeah. demeanor. Uh, general demeanor. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've been watching How I Met Your Mother a lot lately, which you got me into in the first place, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Probably. All we those used to years also, ago. We used to yeah. exchange shows. We still exchange music. Mostly yep. me sending you a text like every two months being like, bands. Yeah, <laughs> and I try to think of bands that you'll like, and I always pick at least one that I know you won't like. Yeah. <laughs> and send it to you anyway. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I need some more music, but I'll send you that text later. <laughs> oh, no problem. You just got to listen to that new Canadian softball. That's like probably album of the year right there. New Canadian softball? Yeah, Awkward and Depressed by Canadian Softball. Mm. It is beautiful. I'm just going to say real quick, I'm still scrolling through my Facebook. I've been scrolling for at least... It's, and I'm, it's like it started in December and I'm in September now. Facebook was a uh, pretty big back then, and it's weird now whenever I see people on their phones, you like doing social media stuff because I'm always like, why aren't you in the real world? But then I think back to those like when we were really using Facebook and posting a lot, and we were probably like that, just not on our phones. I didn't have a smartphone until 2012, so neither did I. But still, Facebook Gosh. and that stuff, it was very integral to being a young millennial. Apparently. Actually, yeah. I don't even think we've mentioned it. I live in New York City. Georgia lives in Alabama. I totally forgot that you live in New York City. <laughs> first of all, first of all, Birmingham is only technically, it's, it's Alabama because it's in the Alabama state lines. But, like, the culture and the society here is not Alabama at all. It's very progressive and liberal and lots of hipsters and young money and different communities. Do you, is there, like, a super pro-Trump or negative Trump? Well, our county voted for Hillary. Uh, absolutely, our city did. But, obviously, that doesn't matter in the end. <laughs> Uh, the state went red. So that's, you know, that's what I mean, too. And, like, y- you could even see it if you follow. I don't really like 
politics, but um, every now and then I'll, I'll catch a headline about something about Birmingham. And there's a lot of headlines with Birmingham. Like, for instance, when I first moved here two years ago, Birmingham was like, we're going to raise the minimum wage in Birmingham, just in Birmingham, you know, not forcing their ideas on anybody. And just like, yeah, we think this is important, so we're going to do it so we can help businesses and people in our city thrive. And what happens three months later, uh, the state passes a law that no city within the state can change their minimum wage. Yeah. Why? What do you, <laughs> what do you mean, why? Why? What, what, that seems like a very <laughs> specific law for the state to pass. Oh, it does it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's basically that's my point. Birmingham is not Alabama. Even Alabama doesn't want to claim Birmingham because you know they're what you th- what you think when you think Alabama. Like the majority of the state is that. Even the other cities, Mobile and uh, and Montgomery, are mostly like that. But Birmingham is not. Birmingham is weird it's like like the austin i was about to say that and you are from houston so you know you're texas i do i know me some texas i loves me some texas i still say howdy and even people here are like what what did you say to me really (laughs) but yeah dude howdy's a texas thing it's not a southern thing well i mean texas is like its own country (laughs) yes and that's important to note too uh for you nate and you listeners out there southern and Texan, completely different. Hmm. Texas is Texas is not the South. Texas is Texas. <laughs> even even the people in the South will agree and admit that. Like Texas is its own thing. And of course, people from Texas will say that because <laughs> there's so much so much state pride. Ah, okay. Finally found one. Here we go. Good good uh, transition here. <laughs> but let's see. So it's just Giorgio Ferreira seven, Nate Ziller zero. <laughs> And I think that's about as high as that number got was, uh, I think that's, that's worth bragging about. If you ask me, it's a similar Federer Roddick thing where Roddick dominated at the beginning, but then Federer figured it out and then Roddick retired early (laughs) and Federer kept going. (laughs) Me being Federer and Giorgio being Roddick because Roddick's Giorgio stopped playing me at a certain point. After these 13 or however many times you beat me, when I finally did win, his reaction was so subdued. It was just like, oh, all right. And I was like, I've been working, so I've been training to do this. You had the Rocky montage going on in your head for literally years. (laughs) You accomplished the goal. And it's just everybody packs up and goes home. I think Bobby, one of our mutual friends, was also on the court. And he was also just kind of like, yeah, it was a tennis match. I I remember that moment more than actually the match itself. I I know it was part of the mind game uh, to, like, demoralize you. When you started winning during the match, I would just stop caring. And it worked a few times. I started looking like I didn't care, and then you got frustrated and started making mistakes, and then I just I came back and whooped you. I think your biggest mistake was telling me that back in the day. Uh, although it was entertaining to see, like, part of it to me, too, is I'm a, I'm a little bit of a sociopath. Uh, I don't know if you, people know that. I don't know if you figured that out over oh, the did. years. It was uh, that time when you murdered me? <laughs> 
Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Um, I'm a homicidal sociopath. But yeah, so I kind of I, I really enjoyed watching you struggle to beat me at things. That's why you know that's why we'd play Soul Calibur and Mario Kart and and tennis and uh, all those things is because you you're very competitive and I'm really not that competitive. Which is why it was easy for me not to care when you finally beat me, because I'm not that competitive. I just really enjoyed watching you be emotionally distraught. (laughs) That's what I was in it for, to be honest. So the real reason I stopped playing you wasn't because I was butthurt. It was because you were happy, and that's not as fun to watch as, as when you're when you're. You also just never practiced tennis. You were just like reached a skill where you could hit a very, a really good flat forehand, and you had your lazy tennis where you yep. keep the ball in, but then you just never. You're like, oh yeah, this is good enough for me. Yeah, and I learned it just from watching. Federer mainly because you know he's best player he's my favorite and so my lazy tennis was developed from his like pace changing backhand thing that he would do or like you'd have dudes like Roddick on the other side powerhouse just hitting these crazy hard forehands and he just kind of floats it back nice little, four, little backhand so they're using all this energy and he's just like yeah and then once he gets that opportune shot he'll smash a crazy crazy shot that you don't see coming that changes the pace and so that's what I was trying to emulate with my lazy tennis, and I think it worked okay for the most part until you figured it out. I basically became an adult and, uh, where I just you can't you yeah. get every shot that I hit. <laughs> yeah, May thirtieth, twenty ten is was four to zero, and it was a very close match. I actually have really? the stats here. Uh, six, yeah, I, I wrote them in a comment. Six four six four. Three six. I, I actually took a set from you. You took a set from me, and I better than I took from you, and I ended up winning it in a tiebreaker. Wow, that's surprising. I thought they were much more. You were dominating me more. That's even worse. They usually were. Well, well, here's the thing. I said, first of all, that was a five set match that only went Mm. four sets. And I said it was very close in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> so Fucking asshole. If, if that's very close. <laughs> I think we should close out the podcast because we've been talking a while. And uh, yeah. yeah. So I think uh, any last statement, Giorgio, before I stop this recording? Um, well, just make sure everybody out there that you eat healthy, um, consider doing yoga. You don't have to actually do it, but just consider doing it. And it's just as good as actually doing it. And, um, and meditate and eat organic and remember that all things are good and you can be all things to all people. Because you are all and in all. Thank you. That was pretty deep. That's from the philosopher Giorgio Ferreira. Yes. But in the meantime, go check out The Silent Siren by The Interstate Life on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Bandcamp, all those things. Just check it out. And if you liked it, then subscribe to Nate's channel. Yeah, and Giorgio also has a YouTube channel, which he hasn't uploaded anything to in a while because he's... YouTube is... I'm mad at YouTube. What do YouTube do? 
<laughs> YouTube and the way that they handle their money is I don't I don't like it, and I don't want to make them any more money. So that's why I stopped making videos. If you really want to know, secrets out. That's why. And I do still get comments on a lot of my videos. Of a lot of people asking why am I not making videos? And yes, I'm reading them. I read them all. I read every single comment. So keep making them. I'm not going to make any more videos, but you can keep commenting. There's actually, <laughs> now, even though we're supposed to close out the podcast, this is making me think of our YouTube subscriber race back in uh, uh, whenever 2012. Yeah. So people yep. know me for my animations, and I've had a few viral videos, mostly Scatman related. And so I had a certain amount of subscribers. I don't remember, like 7,000, and Giorgio had his own music channel, and then he had a viral video, and then his subscribers started to catch up to mine, and then for a brief period, he yeah. overtook me. I'm never going to catch you. Been, well, I am probably, just so you people know, uh, you people, you know, look at me degrading you, <laughs> you wonderful humans. Well, you personally. Um, <laughs> I, I'm probably going to release, no, I am definitely going to release the album on YouTube, like all everybody's doing these days, uh, when I get the physical CDs done, which probably won't be months. But you know, for now, you can you can just still listen to it on on Spotify. I'm actually pretty sure it's already on YouTube. W- oh yeah, yeah, it automatically goes onto like a weird YouTube channel when you, when you submit things through CD Baby. So technically, it is. But I'm gonna put them on my own actual YouTube channel. Uh, when the actual CD release happens. So uh, be excited again. Uh, Nate, actually, let me ask you this. this uh, you can put this on or not, uh, putting you on the spot. But have you have you seen how big bands have been doing that, how they've been releasing like these official audio YouTube videos yeah. of their songs? That's it. So they're like semi-animated uh-huh. most of the time. Would you be interested in like doing that yes. for me? Awesome. This wasn't pre-scripted. Yeah. Just that. Uh, it wasn't. I actually, I just thought about it. And I think it'd just be really send cool. me a, a little collaboration. Any ideas you have, and we can make something simple and just stick it up. Yes, I like that. So there's something for you, Nate Stories fans, to look forward to. Uh, collaboration. Oh, it's my Show. pleasure. It's we'll bring you back for our one listener. Also, thumbs up and comment if this episode is better than Dan Siegerman's episode. I, I, I need to know that for me personally. Well, uh, we're going to have to get you and Dan on the podcast at the same time and just see what happens. Oh, it'll, it won't be as good as this one, but it'll be better than Dan by himself. So, yeah, let's All do that. All right, and I think we'll wrap it up. So I'll turn off the recording. Any, any last, last word for yeah, five seconds? Don't stop the recording. Dang it. <laughs> stop the recording. Since that was such a uh, long conversation, I, I'm just going to close out the, the podcast here. No questions this week. Uh, have a fantastic rest of your week. Sweet.